Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, good afternoon. It's Marcia Cook with uh, Michigan Avenue Media, World of Ink Network. And uh, I have a really, someone has been on my show before, Joe Michaels, but this time we're going to be talking about uh, life and the struggles of having MS and other diseases which keep you very much stressed and um but also you live a life and you have to do, you know, you have kids, you have a husband, you have a job. There's things you have to do, and even if you don't feel good, you still do them. So I was one night I was on Facebook, and I saw a post that Joe Michaels put on, and then I saw a lot of people that were coming in and not only just liking it, they were actually putting in some info about themselves. And then I realized how important this is that people – have somebody to share with and talk to because sometimes your family, you don't want to talk about it a lot of times, but sometimes you need to because it's good to get it out. And I think there's a lot of people out there that might need to hear this. This will be on demand. So, And we're, we probably won't be talking about books, although Joe is a wonderful author, editor, and she does a lot of things. We'll mention that. But I wanted to really concentrate on the issues here and the life struggles that people go through. And Joe was not born with this. She got this a few years ago, and uh, she was on my show before she had it, and I had just found out that she had had it on my show um, when she came on a few months ago. And so now I'm going to introduce you to Joe Michaels. We're going to talk, and the chat room is open. Um, and if you want, or if you want a question, you can call in seven one four two four two five two five nine. I haven't been taking too many calls because sometimes we have strange people calling in this and uh, saying things that are not really nice. But uh, it's open anyway. <laughs> There's no way to see who's on there to <laughs> answer. And so this is how it goes now. And uh, those that listen to my show all the time know I've, they, there were some things, and we just, you know, hang up on them. But you know, hopefully we won't have any of that. We're just going to talk to Joe. Joe. Good afternoon. You're, it's already two by you, and it's one here. And I usually do night shows, but when you're on, we do some afternoon shows. <laughs> so I, I'm really happy to have you on. And I, uh, you know, and I asked if I could post your Facebook, and I did. I put it on a blog because yeah. I thought it it just cornered everything that people are thinking. And you know, there's such dilemma with medicines, with treatments. So why don't you just maybe start off by explaining a little bit about yourself and how you realized you even had this and what was wrong. Ooh, okay. That's quite an interesting story, actually. Um, in April of 2016, I went to Illinois for my son's graduation. We flew up there, and everything was a little off. Like, I, I fell asleep in the plane. I never fall asleep in the middle of the day, ever. <laughs> so it was yeah, insane. okay. Um, I was very busy. Yeah. And then I fell asleep in the car ride. It was about a two-hour car ride, but I could not keep my eyes open. So that was a little weird. And you know, Not like you, right, not like, like you. Right. Yeah. But I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's nothing. Well, when we flew home 24 hours after we landed approximately, I felt like somebody had put me on a tilt-a-whirl and, like, hit the on button and walked away from it. It was wow. like the world yeah. was spinning. Just different. And so different, yeah. I went – 
Yeah. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and he said he didn't know what it could be. You know, I needed to see a neurologist. So I went to the neurologist and after many, many tests, um, we did MRIs and a spinal tap and blood work out out the wazoo. I swear I felt like a pincushion for three months. Yeah. Um, Finally, in September of that year. So you can imagine I've been dealing with the vertigo and the, the nausea and all that for that many months. In September of that year, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, um, lesions on my brain and um, a serious vitamin B deficiency. And then there were the alpha-feta proteins in my spinal tap. So it was a definitive uh, relapsing, recurring multiple sclerosis diagnosis. And so that's how I found out I had it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, well, I, you know, because, for, you know, and some of those symptoms like vertigo, I mean, there are people that have yeah. vertigo, you know, and they live with that. They're, you know, my, I, my family had, like my mother, my sister, my aunt, they all had vertigo. And, you know, that's the start of some symptom. And sometimes it just stays that way, which in itself is horrible. Because if yeah. people don't know what and vertigo is, you're, you're like standing, you're one way, but you're... <laughs> looking at the world in a different way and it's you're not straightforward if you're not seeing it you're spinning yeah and when they did the vestibular testing that was to test my balance and stuff they said i was way off (laughs) yeah so do you think do they think you had do do you look back and you think maybe you had some of these symptoms and never thought it or did you just feel it right then Yes, um, I do, because it presented, like like I said, I was very sleepy, but I thought I had just needed glasses, so I actually got glasses at that point, um, and my eyes have just continued to deteriorate since then, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, yeah which is right. Every that year. Might be a symptom. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, macular degeneration um, actually is one of the first things that a lot of people who have MS, they experience their eyesight failing, so... I didn't know that at the time, but um, yeah, so we went through glasses and then the neurologist and eventually it led to my diagnosis, but my one fear in this world is needles and the number one um, treatment oh, really? for oh, yeah. well, is yep. Copaxone yeah. injections yep. and it's three times a week. So yeah, that's what <laughs> freaked like, you out. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Yeah. Being, a, being a lab tech, that's what I did all the time. That's what I used to do. I used to give people blood and shots and, you know, things like that. But once one, when yeah. someone is afraid of it, it's a real fear. Oh, Mostly yeah. men. Mostly men. You know, there's a lot of men that are very afraid of needles. And when I know, even with my, when I used to draw their blood, I'd always have them lay down because they would pass out. These big guys, you know, then mm-hmm. they fall over. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people are scared of needles. It's not anything that nobody else, it's, you know, there are many people that have that, which is a real big fear yeah. for people. So well, do you inject yourself? I yeah, I, when I saw that, I saw, so you are yeah. doing that, though? Yeah, you are. Yes. Um, well, Shared Solutions, they have what they call an auto-ejector, so you never have to actually look at the needle. It's like a machine. You put it in there, and you don't oh. have to look at it when it, as it sticks you. So that's, oh, okay, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, is, what does that do for you? Does that delay some symptoms, or does it make you feel better during the day? Or um, do they know actually, yet? Um, the funny thing is it actually slows down the progression of your MS, and, and in some cases it can, you know, erase, like, it doesn't undo damage that has been done, but it prevents it from progressing any farther. So my MRI the first time I had several lesions on the center part of my brain, the pl- place where the two halves connect, and those were very concerning because of where they were. And then on my second MRI, I had none. Wow. There were no lesions showing. So, yeah, it was huge. That's a huge thing. So, so, yeah, <laughs> it is a huge thing. I mean, it is, you know. And uh, you, you mentioned that MS is the March in March, the month. Yes. It's a special awareness um, month. It's, yes, March is MS, multiple sclerosis awareness month, so. Here we are talking about MS and MS. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, because, you know, and people don't really, and, you know, like I asked you before the show started, I had looked up some things and they were saying, like, you know, some people say, you know, they're, they don't, sometimes they say it's an autoimmune and by some of the articles say they weren't sure, but, uh, you know, I think by the most of the articles I think that I read, they said this was pretty much autoimmune. 
Yes, because your body, what, what it's doing is it's overreacting. It thinks that your nerves, the, the nerve endings, the myelin that covers your nerve endings in your brain are intruders, and so it destroys them. And so you have a really super active, like almost superhuman immune system, and it's so bad that your body is trying to kill itself because it's like. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, look, at, I mean, you know, you have a life, okay? And so, like, how did this initially affect your life when you first get this diagnosis? Oh, my goodness. When I first, when it was really bad, um, I had just gone to Utopia, and my friends and I, the Ferocious Five, we had planned our next set of novels. And I was doing all of this artwork for the covers, these beautiful shoes and things. And as I was coloring, like, it would jump. You know, all the the image would start shaking left to right. And so I would have to sit there for a few minutes and close my eyes and wait for it to calm down so I could continue. And... It, it was rough. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was rough. That's but, that's well, yeah, because it's not. Look at like even when you said you were tired, you know, we all know how we are, and so when something affects oh. us, then you go like, oh my god, because you know, when you're used to being up all the time and not being sleepy or not being dizzy or anything, that is enough to change everything. Yes, I called them my Jokos because they were like yeah. Joe comas. Yeah. And I would I would have to lay down and go to sleep. I mean, I had no other choice. I was so tired just from being awake all day because the the gist of MS is your nervous system is overacting all the time because of being yeah. fat. So you're tired. You're just exhausted because this thing is like overworking your nervous system. Just to be awake for 10 hours for a normal person, for me, that's like being awake for 16 hours. Because yeah, my body's yeah. so much harder, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge thing. And since I've been, I was on the Copaxone for about five months before they just stopped. You know, when people say now, like, I think, you know, it's so, sometimes when you say, oh, you know, I have a vitamin D deficiency or, you know, people mention that, that is huge, you know. I mean, I don't think people realize that that is something big. It's not just a little nothing because when your vitamin D level is out of whack, mostly there is something wrong somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think people don't realize that. They go like, oh, I don't need my vitamin D checked. And doctors really do check this a lot, but sometimes they don't. And I think people right. should ask for that because, you you know, if you're tired and you have an, some type of a disease, an autoimmune, or if you have something where you're not really feeling well, if you check that vitamin D, sometimes that vitamin D is will show the doctor there's something maybe going on that they're not looking at either. Right. One deficient. of the symptoms of MS is you can't absorb vitamin D. You have a really hard time. So, and it's not sun exposure. It has nothing to do with that. It's actually no, the vitamin your body in your food. Needs it. You can't absorb it. Yeah. So I think you know, I I'm 7,000 yeah. IU a day <laughs> extra of yeah, vitamin that's D. That's a lot. Crazy. That's a lot. You know, okay. and I think people don't, you know, it's not only MS, it's other autoimmune diseases. I mean, you know, I, I rarely talk about this, but four years ago, well, actually three years ago, I got um, grave disease, which turned into to a hyperactive Ooh. thyroid. And so when you tell people oh. you have a thyroid, they go, oh, I have one too. That's not really true because hyperactive with Graves is different. First, I think I must have gotten the Graves, and then it affected my thyroid. And I, right. my vitamin D level was, it's weird that you said it, my vitamin D level was very low. And I had had vitamin D levels before, and they weren't. And so while I was getting the treatment to, you know, at the beginning, because they weren't even sure I had an emble, if I had an embolism or what I had, and the doctor says, oh, I think you maybe have a heart problem. And I went like, I don't think I do. And But I felt, I know when I went there, and I was supposed to do a show the next day, and I, I felt weird, and it just like mm-hmm. hit me. I was like shaky, and I was not the same person. So when I went to the doctor, I actually think he thought I was crazy because, seriously, I I was off the wall. I I was. I mean, I am fast-paced, but Mm -hmm. not that fast-paced. I mean, I just couldn't concentrate. I couldn't think. It was just weird, and my cardiogram was going crazy. So then they sent me for thyroid test the next day. He calls me. He goes, no, you have a very 
overactive thyroid with graves and i didn't really know them i know like my, my sister had my mother had thyroid, my uh, aunt and but thyroid it's a family thing and so when you get graves disease because hmm. people now know like a lot of like that wendy williams she passed out on the stage she had mm-hmm. graves disease and I think people, they don't realize that a lot of these things, they go, oh, it's grave disease, hyperactive thyroid, you know, MS. This affects everything. You're not the same person that you were. I mean, I, like right. when you were saying you were tired, I actually get tired now. And those that knew me before, I used to stay up till 3 in the morning and was not tired. I just went to bed because I had to, you know what I mean? It was like probably like yeah. you. You went to bed because you need to, people say you need to sleep. And I, yeah. I really can't stay up till 3. I could when I drink coffee. I keep drinking coffee, and that's terrible. So, you know, but <laughs> I'm not, I know, you know, so our bodies do change. And, you know, and then I take three or 4,000 a day of vitamin D, and, you know, and then I decided one time, I thought maybe maybe I don't need the vitamin D. Well, I, it was weird because you immediately get more tired, and it's strange. Mm-hmm. You know, and so people have things that you don't know that they have, but we move on in life, you know, and you do things. And, you know, sometimes I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I am a person who likes to finish things, but sometimes now I'll go like, oh, I don't care about it. And I never used to do that. And then I'm, you know, so now I'm working, work, working on focusing better, you know, and doing more, yeah. you know, because you probably did a lot of things at one time. You don't do I that did, now, and I'm I sure. still do, but but I have, I have a very stringent schedule that I stick to now. It's I work out my day by the hour. <laughs> you do? Oh, so, good idea. <laughs> I do. Yeah. You know, and I think that people don't realize, you know, because that's what I noticed when I saw your post. So many, that's why I decided why I'm going to have a show like this, because, you know, I really don't talk about this a lot because there's nothing to say. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, we're working on getting to, I can get into a remission, and but I'm, I'm afraid to stop the pills because, I could be in remission, but then I could not be. And I don't feel like feeling that way again because it took me a long time to get my test results. It took me two years to get my test results like within a range that was stabilized. So, you know, and they say, oh, yeah. you know, and I don't want to, I don't know if I want to. It does affect your eyes, is that, you know, with Graves' disease, as with mm-hmm. MS, you know, you need to have specialist doctors check. You know, and I do think that people, you know, sometimes you get these things one, two, three. Yeah, and that's it. Because I, you know, and I, I, it sounds ridiculous when I say it. I just didn't think this would happen to me. But I, you know, what I do say that because I know I'm not exactly yeah. the same person I was, but I still keep up and do whatever I did before. But I know I feel things more. Like I, like you said, tired is the one yeah. thing which I never felt before, and I really hate it. I have to admit, I don't like being tired because I got so much done before you know, yeah. in a day. And I still get a lot, probably for normal people. They don't, but I am a high-functioning type of person. I do a lot of things like you do. Yeah. And so it does, well, how does your husband, family react um, to you? Oh, um, I I don't really give into it a lot. Whenever I'm having my symptoms, my husband is very supportive. Um, he had, he went through chemotherapy last year, um, wow. at the beginning of the year. And then when he was finally through his last surgery, you know, declared cancer free and you know, for now, <laughs> praying yep. is forever, but um, for now, uh, we, we did a major lifestyle change. We changed the way that we eat. We changed, you know, we start exercising every day and that has really helped with the fatigue and the nausea. I don't even need the nausea medication anymore. That's since great. I started that. We went off fast food completely. I don't think I've had so what the, what, fried in fast food. So what do you year. what do you do? What kind of nutrition do you follow? What kind of a regime do you follow? Well, because I was so confused, and there's all this conflicting information online. Uh, you know, people tell you this, people tell you that, people tell you the other. I took a nutrition class because I was like, I, I want yeah, real yeah. information. Well, yeah, because you know so, that is true, though. That is, you know, like mo- like a lot of people want to, you know, 
do better nutrition. I mean, because, you know, the fast foods and things like that. But, you know, there are conflicting. Some say, okay, you'll eat a banana, then you don't eat a banana. You'll have coffee, but you won't have coffee. You'll have dark chocolate, but you won't have dark chocolate. I mean, even, you know, they say don't eat chocolate. And then even for calcium now, even the doctor said, I don't eat chocolate. She says, well, maybe you should eat like a caramel. I said, I don't eat caramel. And it's hard to take, you know, vitamins for me, you know. um, But... You know, that's why, so you took a class, all right, so what did they, well, how did they start? Did they, you know, did you go, like, every week, or did, was it just, like, you know, it was twice a, a, week. a seminar um, type, a seminar? It was twice a week online, and we had um, assignments, and, you know, we went through macronutrients, macronutrients, proteins, ah. um, fatty acids, fat, um all the like we had assignments to put together a nutritional diet for someone who maybe wasn't eating the way that she should have been. Yeah. And then we had to figure out things like BMI, BMR, um, you know, your waist to hip ratio, like basically determine good health and all of that. So when I graduated, um, it was about a three month class. So when I graduated, I put all of that into practice and you learn things like Lee has a crap ton of protein in it. I don't know if you knew that, but it, it's very, very high on the protein list. Same thing with quinoa. Um, so we started, you know, integrating some of those things into our diet more and um, just well, what, cut like out quinoa, Like I tried it. What I do you do with it. it? What do you do with it? I, I can't, I tried it. I just really didn't like that. So what do you, what did you do with it? How do you, how do you get it well, in your diet then? My daughter has the same problem. She hates anything that's super vinegary. And every recipe that I found, it was a super vinegary quinoa yeah. recipe. And so I said, okay, no. So I started to look up savory quinoa recipes. And it turns out if you cook it with chicken broth, you can do almost anything that you can do with rice with it. And it tastes fantastic. Really? Um, yeah. We, yeah, we really navigated away from the whole, you know, that vinegary Mediterranean um, olive style quinoa. We went to the other end and went more savory with chicken broth or beef broth and then started putting it in, like, Mexican dishes and things like that. So we, we've – See, I eat completely well, plain. <laughs> so even by my diet, you wouldn't be able to – tell. you know, I, I didn't – I never was a fast food eater. You know, uh, mm. I, I do drink coffee, you know, and I eat – I don't like sweets or things like that. But, you know, and I eat nutritiously and I exercise every day. So I think, like, oh, this was good. You're supposed to be really healthy. There I am, you know, um, you know, because I really do eat pretty healthy and I do exercise and you still get things. That's the thing, you know, and that's but you have a better chance of recovering or getting on a better road to recovery when you eat right and you exercise, you know, and it's not always about even how much you weigh. It's about the fact how you feel. I mean, I think exercise is, even if it's 20 minutes a day, it's a very good mental focusing, you know, way to live, I think. You know, because yeah, even yeah, as you get older, you can do something. You could sit in chairs. You can exercise. You could do right. something. But nothing well, is not good. With MS, it's already like you're carrying a lot more weight than you should be because you're just so like everything feels like it's ten times harder. So is that what it, as yeah. you, you know, that you need feels. to drop that weight. Do you know what I mean? Like it, you need to be at a healthy weight because you're already you already feel like you're carrying a cart. So if as much weight as you can drop, you know, without becoming yep. unhealthily thin. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> right, right. You don't want to get into a diet stuff. where yeah. you don't get the nutrition. So do you take a right, lot of exactly. other vitamins with it? Do you take vitamins along with the better eating? Well, I have to take vitamins because my neurologist prescribed them, like vitamin B12 for nervous system health and the um, folic acid for, you know, nervous system and heart health. But it's things like that. It's not – I'm not cramming down a bunch of extra vitamins every day um, because I did adjust my diet. And I'm going to tell you a funny story. We, we, after our lifestyle change, about three months in, we were feeling really great. So we went out to a restaurant, um, fast food, and I ordered a salad. And now you would think that that would be okay. But no, the next yeah. day, I felt like somebody had run me over with a truck. What, what so was that? it's what? not, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a preservative that they put on the vegetables. I was just going to say, because maybe they restaurant. put preservatives, right, because the preservatives are not really great. And sometimes they say that they don't add preservatives because when you don't, if you add preservatives, it takes, it, you know, it lasts longer. But if you don't, it's healthier. 
Yeah, and I don't know if they're putting that in them or if they're spraying their vegetables with something to keep them fresh longer. Whatever it was, I felt like I had been run over by a Mack truck for two days after. It was wow. so bad. And I was like, never again, never again. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah see, because, right, right, fast food, down. you know, right, I, I don't eat fast yeah. food ever, you know, and I never was good at it, eating it that way because I never even used to, yeah. I, I, my son, when he was little, he used to laugh because I wasn't good when we would, he would want something and I'd go to a fast food. I didn't even, like, know how to order good from when you're in your car. It's like, <laughs> he says, Could you, what's the matter <laughs> I never do. I That's really funny. don't eat that, you know, because I don't eat meat yeah. for like I eat chicken and I eat fish. I haven't eaten meat not because of anything I have, you know. But you know, I do think that people, you know, like, and if they overdo it with vitamins, that's not good either, you know. But where did you find right. the class for nutrition? What kind? Of, where you found it online? Yes, it's Shaw the, Academy. How do you spell that? S H A W. Oh, Shaw Academy? Okay. Yeah. And they do regular nutrition and sports nutrition, and I wavered between the two but decided on the regular nutrition class. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, I think most people, you know, don't know. You know, this has carbohydrate, this has sodium. I don't even think people realize how much sodium is in their diet. And when you're looking at Mm -hmm. even bread, there's like 170 milligrams, like, you know, and nobody really knows you know, what they're eating sometimes. And sometimes if you start paying attention, it's like, oh, my God, I have so much salt. And you don't even know you're having it. No, 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 sodium is not salt. Sodium is in salt, but sodium is not salt. So you can get low-sodium salt. Right. Is that good? I mean, I don't like salt. That's a thing for me. I don't ever put salt on anything. I just don't like the taste of it. But it's in food, and as soon as I'm having something with salt in it, I'm drinking water like crazy. Other people yeah, don't, but I must dumping, have some, something. Unless you're dumping a ton of salt, like on a normal diet, unless you're dumping a ton of salt on your food, you're, you're not overdoing it usually. <laughs> so what, t- talk about sodium for a second. So what I like what you, I, was, I need to understand what you were talking about, sodium. So sodium is not salt. It's, sodium is in you, salt, but salt is not made of sodium. So that's a common misconception. That's interesting. So you can, salt yeah, is... Yeah, you can get low-sodium salt, yes. Because some people, I, it, I'm not one of them, but I know, like my father, I can always remember, <sighs> he used to put on salt before he even ate it. You know, he'd anything, celery, yeah. whatever, he'd put on salt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why do you need salt on that? He just put it on, you know, and it was just the way he was. I don't like salt, but it is in. So, if you're so low sodium salt is how much? Do you know how much they should have, people? I mean, because that's one of the things people don't know. Well, when how much is too much? Developed in my ear. <laughs> um, my um, ENT actually said to go below 700 milligrams of sodium a day. Yeah. So I do track that in an app to know how much sodium I'm consuming, just because I need to keep up with it. So, so my ears don't ring so. So you out. have ringing in your ears. I know. I was just in. Uh, I was yeah. just at a hair salon, and one woman was talking about that that she had the, you know, the ringing in her ears. And uh, my hairdresser said she just got that. And so the woman said, "Oh, I have it for like years." So she says, "What?" I mean, she was like, "It could last for many years or always." Is that true? Yeah, they told me Does it would it? never go away. That I would acclimate to it. Do you, or are you? Um. Yes, and except whenever it raises in pitch, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. shut up, shut yeah. up, and I want to bat at my head, you know. <laughs> yeah, because she would, cause, but, right? They were they were talking about this, and and that is, you know, you know, it it sounds, you know, it's not something that people want to have because you know you you do feel differently, but like if you get used to it, oh. I guess, you know, but that's a very common thing that people have. See, I mean, there's so many things that people have that people don't realize, you know, because you're not, you're not going to walk down the street and say, I have this, I have that. You know, I rarely talk about things when, you know, like today I'm talking about this, but I rarely talk about I like to talk, which I'm sure you do. You like to hear what other people have to say because we're authors, and it's so much more interesting when you listen to everybody else. <laughs> so I, you yeah. know, a lot of times, you know, I'm even bad at giving my own bookmarks out. I bought bookmarks, and I'm, say, I'm like saying, fine, I'll do this, because I am so busy talking about other people sometimes they don't even know what I do 
you know. Because mm-hmm. I think it's far yeah. more interesting to see what other people do than me, you know. And um, yeah. so, all right, so I, in the nutrition, I'm interested in this because I think this is good for people because I think, you know, when you watch, they go, all right, don't have potatoes, don't have. So on your daily Ugh. life, like what is your breakfast? What well, you, well, you said, oh, for potatoes. What What is that oh, for? What? Okay, go ahead. Oh, my, talk about oh, potatoes. Yes, you need potatoes. You need all of the vegetables. Potatoes have interesting macronutrients that you need, like um, certain vitamins and things. And you need carbs in your diet to help you absorb some macronutrients and macronutrients. Now, if you look at, let's say, the keto diet, okay, there is what they call a keto sickness that comes with being on that diet. It's a fad diet. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you have to close it to your doctor before you have surgery or things like that because you can't recover as fast if you're on that diet. And there's a reason for that. You need the carbs to help your body absorb some of those macro and ma- macronutrients that you're yeah. you're putting into your body. You don't have the carbs. You don't you don't have the nutrients. Like you you don't have the ability to absorb those nutrients. That's why you have the keto sickness. So. I think it's crazy to cut out anything that you eat. I mean, eat it in moderation. You know, don't go have, yeah. you know, 10 big baked potatoes. Like, have half right. of a baked potato, you know? <laughs> well, right. You know, it's interesting because I, you know, I take Dr. Oz, but I don't listen to it all the time. But yesterday there was something, and I didn't erase it yet. Sometimes I just erase it. I tape a lot of shows, and it says, oh, they're going to talk about potatoes. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll, you know, listen to that. Because, you know, I mean, people say, don't do this, don't do that. You know, I pretty much am not like a good example because I have a lot of food allergies so I only eat maybe 10 or 12 foods but for but I do hear people go like the carbs you know if you don't have any if you don't have the right nutrients you are not going to feel well and you can't give right. up any of the starch you can't give up starches or things like that you just they give it up and you can't and you can't give up certain foods and expect to feel good that's why I'm I'm interested right. that with this nutrition because I do agree that nutrition is important whether you have a disease or not, and it's just for your everyday well-being. There are two kinds of carbs. There are simple carbs and there are complex carbs. Complex carbs come from things like whole grains. Um, Actually, popcorn is a whole grain, which, yay, I was excited to learn that. Yeah. (laughs) Whole grain bread, you know. Um, anything like that, your, your simple carbs are going to be things like your white pasta and your, your white bread and things like that. So those are the ones that you want to eat in moderation. You don't have to give them up. Just don't eat as much of them as you normally would. Those are the things that spike your glucose in your, you know, in your blood sugar levels. Um, the whole grains, the complex carbs actually help you break down other things in your gut. So you're going to have better gut health. They're full of fiber, things like that. So it's very important to have a well-balanced diet. I, I sit down once a week and I make a list of proteins, and we always make sure to include some kind of oily fish like salmon um, yeah. or mackerel or, you know, something like that, and then a day of beef and a day of pork, and then we have one meatless day where it's just vegetables. And over the course of seven days, you know, you get all of the nutrients from any kind of meat you can think of, in your diet it it takes a little bit of work yes but it's so worth it it makes meal planning so much easier and our grocery bill has been cut in half because we have less waste because you don't have a lot of the junk food either junk food is expensive if you keep eating it and and it it doesn't last very long you know and you know i i think like i when i were i worked for a pediatrician for years and so you know um one of the questions was for people is should they eat sugar-free things or should they have things sweetened with sugar-free? And I, the what they, they used to say, and I still kind of think it's okay, is to eat, you know, regular foods rather than, you know, if you put too much of the, the sweeteners in, you know, I would think it's just better to have, like even with butter, to have butter rather than margarine. You know, you're not eating like the whole tub of butter. You just I don't right. like butter either. You know, see I'm not, I'm I'm yeah. I know about this but I don't eat a lot of these things. I, you know, so yeah. mostly people don't ask me where to go to, to eat or what I'm having because they certainly don't want to go to any place I eat. But when I am in a restaurant that I go all the time, they know it's me. They go and it's really funny because the way I order, they go, "Oh, Marcia's here." So I I know some of the people they'll come out <laughs> and say hi because they know it's me because I order so specific. You know, and uh, they know. 
you know, because most people, well, the, the, when they go, they just order and they don't even realize, you know, like I'm watching people when they have a salad. Okay, they'll have a salad, but then they put everything in the salad. And by the time they're done, right. they could have had like a blueberry pie for the amount of calories that they ate, and they don't realize it. <laughs> and the sodium. Or a 20-ounce steak, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, right, right. You know, yeah. and they said, I don't eat meat, but I was talking the other day to some people, and I said, you know, if you don't eat meat – you know, in because you think it's not good for you or because you think chicken is better, it's not bad to have meat. I just don't like meat. That was my decision years ago. And But meat, it really, you can't, you don't have to give up those things. You know, I think people think they have to give it up to be healthy, but I think people, if they like meat, they like you're having it once a week, right? You yeah. you have it. You don't, I, yeah, I believe in not to put pork like, and chicken and beef. And yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because I think I do. One of my problems is I eat the same foods a lot, and that's bad. So I think it's if people eat, you know, like you have a schedule of what you're eating, I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. I just don't like a lot of foods, and they don't agree with me, so I eat what I eat. But yeah. if I'm telling someone, I think it's good to have a good balanced diet and not the same thing yeah. all the time. That's it. So exactly. do you eat candy? Do you eat candy or cookies now or any of those things or? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just where where before I would have ten, you know, now I have like two. It's just yeah. moderation. Like I had to say, okay, I need to moderate what I put into me. And again, I track everything with an app, so I know whenever I'm I'm being a glut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you feel you probably feel <laughs> that way. So you much. probably maybe feel that way when you're now. Do you you know you when you eat properly, you probably feel good. And when you don't, you don't even have yeah. to use the app. You know you've overdone it and I've watched people sometimes be, the way they eat I'm thinking like oh my god I I believe they're eating like that I'm thinking I'm gonna would be so sick just watching them you know but people right. don't realize how much they consume and um, mm-hmm. when you go out when you go out to eat you don't necessarily eat more you sometimes eat less because when you're home the portions are different than in the restaurant you don't get second. Yeah. You know, at home, yes, you eat but more. I, 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 do, I, do, I do portion it out here at home. Like, my husband has to have more calories a day than I do, so I have to give yeah. him more, if that makes sense. So we do portion because portion control has always been very important. <laughs> um, but just, I mean, just small changes like that have just gone. But these, are, these are not things you did before. No, no. I would make a big dinner, you know, because I was used to cook, and I had five kids at home. So I was used to cooking right. big meals because I fed my parents yeah. and, you know, myself and my husband and all five of our kids. So whenever I got out of that situation, all my boys are grown and moved out now. It's just me and my husband and my daughter um, and occasionally my stepson, you know, <laughs> for dinner. Yeah. It was a huge adjustment for me. So yeah. I had to learn how to cook for just three, four people. And so I would still cook the way that I was cooking and we would eat it all. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And now you don't, right. Yeah. You know, so right. now – do your friends, do they understand what you have, or do you not discuss it all the time, or you just let it go? You just do your oh, life. No, my friends are very supportive. I have very few, very close friends, but the ones that I do have are very super supportive. And on yeah. days that I'm having just a really bad day, I can call one of them and say I'm having a really bad day, and they kind of talk me up a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think, and that's the other thing, that that is the good thing, you know, and, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I think Facebook could do more of that, not Facebook in general, but people should do that more in general. I, I've seen a lot of things, and I do think that when I saw your post about, you know, how you were feeling, then I saw everybody come in and saying, well, I have this or that, and, you know, that might be a little better for people to do than always you know, doing other things, just promoting, 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 but maybe to talk people because there are a lot of people that I've seen that could use some friends to just say, you know what, you're having a bad bad day, Facebook me and maybe we can talk a little or chat, you know, because I think that there are so many people out there that are having problems, you know, and they don't feel well and they don't know who to talk to and then on top of it, if somebody bullies them, they're really horrible. I mean, yeah. I do think that is so sad. And, I mean, you were always, I mean, I know this very nice person because I know who your friend, a lot of your friends are and whatever, and you, you've you always mm-hmm. been good to authors and, you know, nice when you're, you know, on shows and you're talking to people and you're always willing to help. And so I think that 
it, when I saw that, and I saw a lot of the friends because I knew who a lot of them were it, coming in and saying that, I think this is really what people should concentrate on because sometimes people really need to talk to somebody other than their family or other than just people that don't care about something that they have. And they, yeah. they're reluctant well, the to do it. Post, what I was mainly talking about in that post was that, you know, I have these shots that I have to do and it goes into the fatty tissue on your body. And in June last year, you know, when we had our lifestyle change, I've lost about 40 pounds since then. So the shots have become wow. a lot more painful so it's, yeah. it's almost like I'm standing on the precipice of where do I stop this, you know, <laughs> and how do I make it so that I'm not torturing myself three times a week because I let myself put on the weight because it made the shots not hurt as badly, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, you have no, yeah, the, yeah. Well, right. I used to give shots to people, right, if your skin, yeah, yeah. otherwise it's, you know, a lot, mm-hmm. you know, but it. The, how how much are you putting in? Does it take a long time or short time? How much you're injecting? Um, it's forty milligrams. All right. Oh. So it doesn't oh. take, but if, yeah. it's a count of ten, a slow count of yeah. ten. So yeah. And then it swells and it turns red and it itches. But if you inject it into the muscle, it feels like you're holding a wasp to your skin for those ten yeah. seconds. It hurts like I can't even explain. <laughs> so as but I'm without it, back, what would happen to you? Without it, whoo. what changes would you see? I would get vertigo. Um, I would be nauseated. I, it would go back to my my brain would start to atrophy, um, actually die. So you don't have a My doctor now. showed me pictures, right? My doctor showed me pictures of a brain that was not treated, and it, it just it shriveled up like a grape and just died. So now, when did this become available? This wasn't always years. available. So how, how long has this been available oh, to people? Copaxone has been around for 20-some years. Yeah. But people do a it lot of people take daily. it. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. There's a ton of people. I'm on a website. Now, does insurance cover? Do, do insurance cover that for people? Do insurance cover that for people? Or. Well, it depends on your insurance. My insurance yeah. is really great. They they pay 100. Yeah. percent So that's great. And I saw the receipt and I was like, oh dear Jesus, thank God. Yeah. For See that's <laughs> See that's the other thing because right. See, that's, that's an issue, you know, but, I, you know, some of the drug yeah. companies, I see, listen to them on TV, and they say, if you can't afford medicine, just give us a call, and maybe they can work something out. So I think that, mm-hmm. you know, if people aren't taking something like this, maybe if they're listening to the show or they know someone, maybe they can call the drug company and see if they can work out something, because there are drug companies that are doing that now for people because they don't, you know, they feel bad that people are ill. And if it will help them with, you know, because a lot of people, they're not getting the medicines that they should, you know, um, if they don't have a good job or insurance. There's a very good website called mymsteam.com. It's totally free. Um, And you can go on there and learn about uh, medications and, uh, you know, uh, insurances and places you can go to see really good neurologists, like people recommend neurologists in your area, things like that. Right. It's just kind of a community of people who all have MS and, you know, they can ask questions there, share stories, things like that. So it's a really helpful community that I've found. Yeah, I do think, you know, I, I think this is really helpful for people because I think sometimes people get lost in the shuffle and, you know, they don't know what to do. And so I think something like that sounds really good because they can, you know, they, it's never good to be alone when you have a disease when you don't have anybody to talk to because, you know, right. you need to share some of your feelings with people, you know. And, yeah. I, you know, that's one thing that the Internet does do. And it's not just looking up, you know, things about, you know, and finding a, a disease that you have that you don't. It's once you've already been diagnosed and then you see other people have this mm-hmm. and most of the time like even with graves disease um you you go on it i've been on i don't ever comment on it because i don't want to be like a doctor or anything for me because i see a lot of these people that are on these sites that i feel bad they're giving advice you know so i that's not what i do you know i, I don't want to give anybody advice so um right but i think but i've noticed that a lot of the symptoms are like cut and dry like like a lot of people have the same symptoms so it's like you you know, yeah. so sometimes if you look something up, does so and so have can have this with Graves or with hyperthyroid, and you see it, and you go, okay, fine, then I have it, they have it, goodbye. You know, I mean, you you feel yeah. that sometimes, you know, and it was I, interesting. I do, I, yeah, go ahead. I do think there is a danger though if you fall into a pit of I can't, 
um, those people who have given up and just say, okay, yeah. this disease yeah. has me, I'm, I'm over it. And they, they, they talk about how they can't all the time. I think that is something that you have to be very careful to avoid yeah. and find yes. the people who are true warriors who are out there and doing things and saying, you know yes. what? Hell no, this disease is not going to own me. I'm going to kick its butt in whatever way I can. And I'm here to help you too. That's what you have to find. Right, because that's what you have to do is find people that are positive about it, not negative, because negative mm-hmm. is never good. I mean, that can't help you. You right. know, that will, you right. know, but hearing somebody that has something, you go like, oh, okay, they have it too, so, you know, I'm just going to go to work now, and then, you know, maybe it'll go away by tomorrow yeah. or whatever. You know, but, you know, and I and I said this to the endocrinologist I was going to. It was very interesting because a couple of the endocrinologists that I go to, they have thyroid problems and Graves' disease, and it's, so it was weird, you know, because they, Mm-hmm. They know what it feels like or what a symptom is, and one will say, oh, the, that's why the medicine isn't, it only lasts a certain amount of hours, you know, because my body reacts in certain hours. And so they say, oh, yeah, I know it because I've had it. And it was, it's it's good to hear that somebody else has mm-hmm. something you do, and you go, okay, fine, you know, if this is okay for what this is. And then you can go on. But if you're if you get into a situation where you're so depressed, that's bad you know, and you don't have anybody to talk to, you know, because these disease, any disease, any of the autoimmune, any disease you have, if you have cancer, whatever, you can go into depression and anxiety. So Mm -hmm. I think that that is the part that you have to look out for, I think, you know, and if you need help, like what you're saying, the internet is a help for those things, but don't take advice you have to go to a doctor, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, but once you already know you have something, you know, don't right. just, you know, before that, don't ask people and say, like, oh, I have this, because you don't know if you have that. But if a doctor already diagnoses right. you and you go into a group, like you're saying that you are, and where, you know, they give information, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So that part's yeah, good for people, it's a very I good think. Thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, somebody asked me this when I was talking about the show, and I'll just ask this question because they asked me uh, to ask. Okay. Now, because of what you have, will you be, and you're an author, will you be writing a character possibly that has this? Oh. They asked me. They're, they're authors. I don't, I, don't think. Hmm? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I think I would bring a unique perspective to it for sure. Um, but I don't know. I yeah, think there I was like a, another author, that right, author asked, which is an interesting <laughs> question to, you know, it, it would is, you, you know, is. yeah, because I Oh. I'll ask that because I think that, you know, because sometimes people do that, you know. Um, I, I, you know, particularly like to write fiction, you know, and so I just make up everything, you know, and I don't want to be yeah. in my characters. I want to be writing about characters. I don't want to be my characters, right. you know, for me. But I can you know. say, I can say, I did read a book, I'm not going to name it, but I did read a book where one of the characters had MS. And it was very obvious as I was reading the book that the mm-hmm. author had no knowledge of what multiple sclerosis is, how it's treated, or any of that. And that's and it bad. And that's bad. And that's bad. Yeah. That's bad. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, and see, that's, that's, that's the dangers, you know, and that's what's called you need to research. You know, because let's just put it when you, you know, when you're looking up research, if you read maybe 20, 30 articles, you can get a feel for it, you know, of some of the mm-hmm. things. You're never going to know how it feels because you don't have it. But don't give bad research, right? That that could be bad. Right. right. So you, right, you it, knew that. It was very right. obvious the person did no research whatsoever. I mean, glaringly. And I, I, I put the book down. I didn't even finish it. <laughs> yeah. See, because I remember, like, I used to, I was an agent, you know, so when I'd read people's things, you know, and I got to know my clients, a lot of them, and I got to know them, sometimes I would see them in there. And I knew it was them, and I asked them, and it was because I, I could just feel this. I said, like, is this happening to you? Because after you know someone, and they go, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay. A lot of guys did it, that, you know, did it, they put themselves in, you know. Uh, I, I, I I agreed not to put it in if you don't know it, but if you do, but I could tell though a lot of times that it was them, you know, that they were yeah. adding to their character, you know, but I yeah. agree if they don't know what they're talking about when they're writing it, that's a bad thing. Yeah, or just you know? ask somebody who has it. I mean, we, yeah. we're pretty open about it, most of us. I, we'll tell you. Wait, because I know like in, in 
I, when my one of my first books, Love Changes, uh, there was a mother that had a child with Down syndrome, and I wanted to find out more about it. So I volunteered for over a year at you know a, at a um, center, so I could see what yeah. how parents felt and things like that because I didn't feel and. Un- Unfortunately for me, it was a really hard time because I had a hard time adjusting to what I was seeing, and I got too close to that character for me, you know. And I, mm-hmm. and but it's still one of my favorite characters. But I know I got too close, and it was so, you know, I, I, you know, I was glad that I did it because I, I felt a certain way, but you know, and I didn't because I didn't want to portray put anything in. I don't feel. You know, and but you can yeah. something can happen to that effect too, which you know could be a little tough. You know, but I think that people yeah. should know what they're writing about. So I, if she's, li- yeah. I know she'll be listening to the show to what you said, but you know, and um, it you, you might or you might not because you you know you want to you know it, that's a part of you that you may not want to write about as a character. Yeah, but and, you and never it, know. I think it would bring up um, a lot of. Um, have you ever heard of survivor syndrome? Well, I've done so for a book about a survivor of breast cancer, not breast cancer, of the Holocaust, but no, like what in refer, reference to what? Okay. In reference to like if you have an autoimmune disease like multiple sclerosis and you uh-huh. see someone who's in a wheelchair because of their multiple sclerosis and you uh-huh. feel like you shouldn't really be depressed or upset because you have this disease because they have it so much worse. That's what we call survivor syndrome or, yeah. you know, you look at someone and, 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 and that's, that's, that's not, no, you, you have this disease and eventually you may be in that wheelchair. So it, if you have to change the way that you look at that and you have to say, okay, this person is suffering, right. I may be suffering someday too. I need to like empathize with them and see how, they deal with it and maybe I'll have more knowledge of how to deal with it when I'm in their shoes, if that ever happens to me, but you can't right. look at things and let it bring you down because you're not. No, right. That, right. No, that's very yeah. true. No, that part. Yes. In that. Yes. And that's true. And you know, it's interesting because though I did say this to the endocrinologist, I, there were a lot of young people that were having uh hyperactive and Graves disease and with, and a lot of them were, you know, in the middle of getting wanting to get pregnant and things like that. And mm-hmm. I, I did mention because they were really sick, and I just felt bad because, you know, for them, because when you're having a child, it's kind of bad if you have a disease that may affect you either way, good, or, you know, yeah. one way or the other. And so, but I, you know, I know what you're saying because you can get affected when you're reading other people's posts about what they have. Yeah. Yeah. And right, and, and but you, you I, I really don't go on that much. Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't go on that much because I really, you know, I did start feeling sad for them because. And so then the doctor said to me, "But a lot of them aren't even sure that they have a disease." So you know, and I go, "Yeah, I guess you're right." And she was probably saying to me, "That don't do that so much." So I'm not, right. and you, you can't know. negate your own symptoms because they're not as bad as someone else's. You still right. have them; they're still a very real thing. So don't ignore yes. them. You know, own them, but it, it's yes. okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know, but and the truth yeah. is, in life, we don't know what's next. So you just, I, I am right. a firm believer of just enjoying your life for what it is and going on. You know, because it could be worse. Let's just say, but mm-hmm. you have to enjoy your life because don't keep thinking it you know don't feel I I don't like to feel sorry for myself because I really don't you know I want to keep going on and doing what I can and and when I can't do it I won't do it because if I'm sick I won't do it and if I'm tired I'll sleep you know and um, the one thing that has changed me is like if I am tired I don't really have a choice I have to go to sleep it's and it's that's what I, I like I mentioned before I didn't like that but that's the truth if I am I have to go to sleep or take a rest for 10 minutes well, even, and I'm yeah. better. I just well, have self-care to. self-care is very, very important. I don't care what yeah. job you're in. You have to make time to take care of yourself. And if you're not feeling well, the rest of it can wait. I know. Take care of you You're first. right. And I think yes. that comes with actually getting something that you weren't expecting. It's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when I go to the, I go, uh, this is when I got my little gift here. So I, said, 
say this is my gift, <laughs> gift from yeah. God. Thank you so much. But you know, but the truth is, is that's you know, you you do have to arrange your life and go on. You know, like whether mm-hmm. whether it's writing or working, whatever you do, you know, don't do don't stay home and feel sorry for yourself because it doesn't get better that yeah. way. It does. You know, that's one of the reasons you're you're very inspirational because you keep going. And you know your limits now. So that's yeah, but important. I listen to them. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I know. Right. I, and you notice that I said, you know your, you know your limits, <laughs> right? right. Yeah. You know, but a lot of people, right, you know, and the truth is because when you do enjoy living, you just keep going. You don't want to, you know, just have a, a life that you're just sitting there and looking at the four walls. That's not good. That's why if you start feeling bad, people should go to a doctor and discuss it. And don't sit and be depressed by yourself. It's not good. Right. You only, it only gets worse, right. you know. Anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, is something or, that you can get, but there's also something you can control. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, before we run out of time, mm-hmm. um, I also I, I wrote a book about um, – how to take care of yourself and it has all of the everything we were just talking about with nutrients and how to balance your diet and how to create a meal plan and how to work yourself into exercise if you're not already it, um, it's called how to be a total loser and feel better than you ever have where is, yes. I didn't see that book where, where is that book I didn't see that out there how to be a okay how to be a how to be a total loser mm. and feel better than you ever have Okay. I published it in January and it flew off the shelves. The virtual shelves. I'm going to put it. Crazy. I'll put it um, out. Feel better. I didn't see that. Feel better. Okay. It's not an ebook. I did not release it as an ebook because it's kind of a journal type thing. And oh, you need to be all right. Able to okay, it. so that's why. Yeah. I didn't, you know, yeah, I'm so. getting so used to ebooks already or audio books and ebooks, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, um, and that's that's good because I mean I think you've you know. Whenever you've helped even a few people, this works, you know. And mm-hmm. somewhere in your life, this will make makes a big difference to know that you're you've helped somebody. You know, because yeah, there I are people that are lonely, people. lonely and alone, and don't know how to cope yeah. with what they have. Yeah, I have private messages from people who got on my program and have just seen incredible results over the last few months. I mean, she's been on it since January and she looks fantastic she feels better I mean we had to tweak her diet a little bit but other than that I mean she's rocking it so <laughs> yeah that's you know. somebody somebody just emailed yeah. me now they wanted to know about cutting out sugar completely how do you feel okay, about that so I think you should have the sugar if you want the sugar um, to replace your sugar with artificial sweetener is a big huge no-no please don't do that okay. because there are yeah. chemicals in artificial sweetener that will really jack up your brain. Um, yeah. There's a post on Facebook I posted about that, too. Uh, but, I mean, if, have sugar in moderation. Do you know what I mean? Say, okay, I'm going to yeah. have 60 grams of sugar a day. That's not that much. And you, you'll find that it's in, it's in things that you eat. Like I said, I track it with an app. So natural you know, Let me ask you a question. The you know, in while we're talking about this sugar thing, okay, you know, all right, I go, you know, I, I just happen to, you know, they want me to have more yogurt, whatever, and I'm not, you know, it doesn't really agree with me, but I'm I'm looking at the labels of yogurt, and I'm thinking like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's 24 grams of sugar for one little yogurt. How is that? I mean, like, how does that, why does it, I mean, it's so ridiculous. People are eating foods, and there's so much sugar in it. How do they, you okay, know, so what's can, your opinion on you, that? Um, your yogurt, um, it may be fruit sugar, which is very different from added sugar. Um, fruit sugar breaks down differently in your body. Your, you, your glucose system, it, it uh, metabolizes that sugar a whole lot differently than it would if uh-huh. you put like white sugar on something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Any brown sugar or raw sugar is going to be better than raw sugar. You know, See, plain that, white that's the sugar. thing about yeah. right. That's what's interesting about what you're talking about. And you know, I'm going to go on to look at that nutrition because, you know, it really is confusing for people. Because mm-hmm. let's say they go, oh, eat yogurt, and then you go like, okay, this has 24 grams, and this has 15, and this has 20, and this is fat free. I mean, oh, I think it's funny. it's out funny. there and confusing. For everybody. Okay, so so 
here, here's an easy fix for your yogurt. Um, you buy the low-fat Greek yogurt, the plain low-fat Greek yogurt. And add fruit. Buy that. And add fruit. Put and a natural sweetener is a ripe banana. So you throw a ripe banana in there and then throw whatever fruit you want, whiz it up in a blender, and you have natural fruit sugar and no additive anything. And bananas are yeah. really high in potassium, so that's really good for you too. Thanks. I mean, it's just simple changes. See, I think that that's what people don't realize, you know, when they, you know, are mm -hmm. out there looking. And, you know, and if you look, I, I look at the labels a lot. And I noticed, though, there are so many grams of sugar in so many things. So if it's a, if it's a, a sugar like, let's say, cherries, the plain cherries, you know, the frozen, let's say mm -hmm. frozen cherries, and it says okay. 17 grams of sugar. So that's mm -hmm. absorbed differently? Yes, because it's fruit sugar. It's a naturally occurring sugar. It's not a okay. refined sugar like table sugar, okay. like white table sugar. Yeah, see, I drink black coffee. We don't know if that's good or not, but I'm not giving that up. I've given up a lot of things in my life. Oh. I've given up smoking many, many years ago, but I can't give up coffee, you know, and okay. I really like it. Yeah. You know. I was drinking and, four cups of coffee a day, and I cut it to two cups of coffee a day. I did not give it up, but I still do yeah. put my sugar in my coffee and my whole milk. So I said, you know, that's the one thing I'm going to give myself every day. That is mine. I refuse to let go of it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, right. Cause, right, right. You know, cause, and I, you know, yeah. and some people, you know, myself, I can't eat dairy. People can't eat dairy. You know, eat different things, you know. So I, you know, I... You know, we all have to adjust to things we have. And sometimes you, if you're really feeling not good, it, it's good to go to the doctor. And unfortunately, a lot of the doctors don't, uh, they, they know about nutrition, but they don't deal with nutrition, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. you know, I remember years ago, you'd go to doctors, they'd be smoking they say, and things like that. The doctors are not, like, perfect, you know, and they don't <laughs> yeah. eat perfect. So sometimes a nutritionist or somebody may give you better advice because the doctor, you know, if they hand you a piece of paper and say, here's a diet, this doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. If you ever have a you question, know. you do need to ask a doctor, am I, am I, am I lactose intolerant? Like what's going on yeah. here? Because there are lactose free versions of things. If you have yeah, a lactose there's everything. intolerance, right. you use almond milk, you use cow right. milk. I mean, or go to an allergist. That's where they, you know. I I do like. I I have an allergist that I really love, and he retires. I'm going to be very sad because he's more <laughs> like. He's also like a. You know, he just knows everything. You know, and he always yeah. says, you know, like if try to eat the food rather than take the vitamin for it. Try to get it nutritionally mm -hmm. through food. You know, and but you have to go to. You have to ask the questions to the right people. You know, yeah. and, and there are crazy combinations of foods that are really like helping hands with each other. So some of the macronutrients and the macronutrients, they'll actually, if you eat those two foods together, they'll help you, the, you know, the, the different nutrients in the other one helps you absorb what the nutrients that you're getting from the opposite. It's like peanut butter and bananas. That is a perfect combination because the peanut butters help you. The peanut butter helps you absorb the potassium from the bananas, and the bananas help with the protein of the peanut butter. So they bind together, and it's it's a happy couple. <laughs> so do you do you have a lot of peanut butter? Do you eat peanut butter? I do eat peanut butter maybe twice, two or three times a week. Yeah, and it's because I remember I had worked then, for a doctor that every day he used to. I used to work for him, and I was a lab tech, and then every day at 3 o'clock, he'd have his cup of coffee and crackers and peanut butter <laughs> every single day, and it was like well, he loved it. And you know, healthy some... fat. Yeah, peanuts are healthy fat, kind of like an almond, but you don't get like, the almonds that are slathered in salt. It's plain almonds. It, it does make a difference. <laughs> so don't you feel great that you've learned all this? I mean, you know, it yeah. sounds so interesting. And, uh, you know, I think a lot more people would feel better if they paid attention to this more or less rather than just making a guess because you can't guess because sometimes you are shocked. And like you're saying, right. a combination works well. Right. I developed a spreadsheet from that nutrition class that goes with my book. You have to request it after you purchase the book. But it actually breaks down your diet into exactly how many calories you need and what percentage of carbs, fat, and um, protein that should be. So, which sounds so interesting because because most people fun. don't know how to do <laughs> this. 
Okay, so right. let's talk about, so repeat the name of your book and also tell people where they can reach you. And if there's any last-minute remarks you'd like to say to people, it's really been interesting, you know, and you seem to be getting a handle on what okay. you have. And so I think it's been helpful talking to you, and I'm hoping, you know, I'll put okay. this out a lot because I put it in a lot of places yeah. because it's important. Okay, okay so how well, the will they find is, you? Book is, mm-hmm. The book is called How to Be a Total Loser and Feel Better Than You Ever Have. And it's available on Amazon in paperback. Okay. And it's like $15. It's not okay. stupid expensive. Um, and people can reach me on Facebook. You can find me. I'm Joe Michaels. Write Joe Michaels. Author Joe Michaels. Always. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, everywhere I am Write Joe Michaels. W-R-I-T-E Joe Michaels. So any platform, social media platform that you're on, that's me. Um, reach out. I mean, feel free to shoot me a message or whatever because I will definitely respond to you. Um and help in whatever way that I can. And then there's also contact information for me in my book. So, And your website, you have a blog where you put a lot of things on there. And, you know, uh, I mean, you you do beautiful graphic work. We should add that, too. I mean, you're very talented. Yeah. So, you know, and you haven't let at what you have get you down. And it's been so inspirational talking to you. I hope you'll come on again because I love talking to you because you absolutely know what you're talking about, which is really good and helpful to people you know okay. sometimes it's better to I listen so. to people that are help oh yeah listen you've been through a lot and which has made you even more intellectual than you were before because you were i mean you knew a lot of things before but now these are other things that people can really use to mm-hmm. hear the right way yeah you know instead of getting wrong information you can't and they may not have to give up right. foods that they think they have to give up Right. That's so important, too, because if you're on some fad diet, you're not going to stick to it forever. And but, right, mean, exactly. Well, that's honest. true. The fad diets, <laughs> no. You cannot be on those fad diets because they don't last. You, you can lose weight fast, but that's it, you know. You can lose the weight maybe, and but you're not, you can't live like that. Right. And you're talking you about living. You should only lose one and a half to two pounds a week at a maximum. I mean, you should never, ever go over that. It should be steady and until you get to where you want to be. Like, never right. drop four pounds in a week. That's not healthy. No. And it'll come back. Do you weigh, do you weigh yourself all the time? Do you weigh yourself all the time? I do. I yeah. do. I weigh myself every single morning just to kind of get an idea of where my body, like, you know, when I bloat, things like that. And, and, and I've yeah. been pretty steady for about two months now. Um, holding at like 143 because yeah, I started at 184. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so now I'm at 143 yeah. and holding. And so, yeah, I've increased my calorie intake to, you know, hold where I'm at because I, I'm happy. So Good. Well, that we we like happiness, yeah. right? Don't we? <laughs> we're happy. Yeah. Yes, All right, thank you again, and now. next week, yeah. next week, next Tuesday night, I have Owen Parr, and we'll be talking about thrillers and suspense, and he's really a very – interesting guy he was on once before and he's on again he does and his website is very interesting it's called ownpower.com i mean you know this is why i love the show because i've met all these people that is you know and that's why you like what you're doing because you meet all these people that you've never met but you would never have met Mm -hmm. yeah and so i mean and this is how you learn things yeah so i think today was really a good look i'm going to go on that nutrition side I want to see that. But thank you so much, and thank you all for listening, and have a great day. All right, Joe, thanks again. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. You too, Marsha. Thank you. Bye-bye.